0: Well, hi, everyone, and welcome back to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and I'm thrilled that you are joining us today. We're going to be talking about Alzheimer's research and how the ideas and theories on prevention, reduction, and cure are starting to change with our guest today. So, Before I introduce them, I always like to do a few shout-outs, and I always uh, appreciate so much the Mark Arneson Band, who does our opening music called Clarion Call, which you can download on any of your favorite music platforms. And for those of you that are new to our show, you might be wondering, what the heck are they all about, and how did you get started? Well, my own mom lived with dementia for 30 years And I felt lost and frustrated like so many other family members. So Alzheimer's Speaks is an overall, you know, advocacy and media outlet. We have lots of different platforms, the radio show being one of them. And on the the show itself, you know, I say we're not about sound bites. We want sound information. So we talk with voices big and small all over the world, from those that are diagnosed to family members to advocates to business professionals and researchers. Now, today we are live, so if you'd like to call in, if you have any questions or comments, you can do that at 323-870-4602. That's 323 now, if you have not checked out our updated website, please go to alzheimerspeaks.com. I am so proud of it. It's so much easier to find resources. In fact, we have one page just dedicated to all of our resources, from the radio show to dementia chats, where you hear from people living with dementia, to quick tips, things that I have learned about building dementia-friendly communities, memory cafes, um, Poetry. You can learn more about Dementia Map there, which is a joint venture. I did with Dave Wiedrich, who has the Memory Cafe directory. We have 150 different categories you can search. There's a calendar of events, um, most of which are free, um, as well as a glossary of terms and a blog. Um, You will also find on that resource page about uh, dementia and the arts, some free tools, and so much more. So, please go to alzheimerspeaks.com and check that out. Um, On the uh, events page, I do have a section for public events, and I do have a couple coming up that are public. Um, One is Tuesday, September 20th, and that will be at 6.30 to 7.30 Eastern Time. That is going to be a presentation sponsored by Artist Senior Living called The Realities of Dementia. Uh, family-friendly tips and tools. And then if you're in Minnesota, here in Minnetonka on October 31st, we're going to be doing the screening of the film A Timeless Love with their dementia-friendly community. And you can find information on both of those regarding our, our public events section. Um, Before I introduce our guests, we are going to hear from the Adaptive Equipment and Caregiving Corner, and then we will be right back.
1: Sure we will, as soon as I find my little clip, which just kind of disappeared. Here we go. (laughs) I love the footbar walker, and let me tell you why. It is the option for my toolbox that I've been waiting for. Let's be honest. There are some clients who, despite our best rehab efforts, just aren't able to return to performing a sit-to-stand transfer on their own. Now I can offer my caregivers an easier, safer option that doesn't involve hoisting their loved one up from a sitting position. I don't recommend this walker for all of my clients, but I do recommend this walker for those caregivers looking for an easier, safer option with transfers. I would also encourage other therapists to add this walker to their toolbox. It's kind of like having my own mobile parallel bars for the client to pull up on. Whether it's a family caregiver at home helping a loved one with Parkinson's or dementia, CNAs in a long-term care facility assisting their patients, or therapists adapting to client and caregiver-specific needs, we now have a very safe and effective option to offer in the footbar walker. Check this product out at thefootbarwalker.com. That's it for today from Adaptive Equipment and Caregiving Corner. Have a great day and don't forget, if you can't do it, adapt it. I love both companies. Uh, They just do an amazing job.
0: So please, please check them both out. We are going to talk right now with the developer of the Numeric Language of Music um, that is Really showing some fabulous results in reducing cognitive decline in terms of symptoms. And we also have a guest who is going to talk uh, about some of the results that she's seen. So let me introduce you first to Patty Carlson. Patty is a professional film score composer. She's a concert pianist. And what brings her here is dementia. And you wouldn't think those things mix, but she is also the author and U.S. patent holder of the numeric language of music. Uh, Patty is also the research analyst and the music and the brain director of the Alzheimer's uh, research project. So, Patty, I am just thrilled to have you back on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Well, good. I am going to next introduce you to uh, Jerry Tim. Jerry joined Visiting Angels back in 2002, where she worked 10 years with them assisting the owner in the startup of that company. And um, they achieved the largest revenue producing agency in that leading national home care franchise. Uh, Jerry has also been certified as a validation practitioner. And more recently, she has worked with Morning Glory Home Care for nine years, where once again, she was a assisting the owner in establishing um, a non-franchise home care agency. So, Jerry, I'm thrilled
2: that you can be with us today as well. I hope you're having a
0: good day, and, uh, again, I'm thrilled you're with us.
2: I'm happy to be here. Thanks so much, Lori. Well,
0: good. Well, I always start out by asking everybody kind of the same question. And so, Patty, I'm going to throw this one to you first, and that is, For audiences that haven't heard you on the show before, can you just tell us if you have been personally touched in your own family or circle of friends by any form of dementia? Actually, uh, no, Lori. My uh, relationship with dementia was uh, part of my research where the the things that I was seeing um, developed with with the use of the numeric language of music kind of suggested that that it could really help somebody with dementia. Okay. Wonderful. Now, Jerry, I understand your, your father's um, apparent cognitive, cognitive decline was kind of the reason that you began searching for new information about Alzheimer's and dementia. Can you give us a little bit of background about your, your dad and why you
2: became concerned? Yeah, absolutely. So I began noticing some cognitive changes through the pandemic, um, as so many of us, um, you know, did. As our parents, grandparents, you know, became more isolated. um, And, um, you know, the the outside world, uh, they didn't have access, you know, to to the normal um, uh, people, uh, loved ones, um, and activities that, you know, they've all come to rely on. To help support them, and um, my father is no different than than many out there, where his um, you know isolation really led to, I think ultimately a a retreat inward, um, in in every sense of of um, you know those words, uh, where you know it began affecting uh, certainly his cognition, um, his processing of information. Um, His um, uh, physical condition um, really, really began to decline. Um, His enthusiasm that he's always had for for life and for his family, um, you know, began to also retreat. um, And his self-esteem, his connection um, to who he is um, in this world began to, to fade and obviously, um, you know that that was um, very disconcerting. Um, you know, my father is a man who is um, he, he feels strongly about connecting deeply with others, authentically, um, and to to lose that really was an avalanche of loss.
0: I can imagine the stories I've heard during COVID have just. And they've been so widespread throughout the whole world, in terms of what people were seeing, uh, in terms of of decline. How did you hear about Patty's uh, Alzheimer's research um, project program? And when did well, you guys I would, begin
2: that? Yeah, I I would call it divine intervention because I I wasn't specifically seeking um, you know uh, her program out. I, I was unaware of her program. I simply saw a thumbnail on my, my uh, YouTube um, screen and uh, I, was, I had been researching just alternative therapies for, you know, cognitive uh, improvement and uh, clicked on the, the thumbnail because it piqued my interest and I saw the interview um, that the two of you did um, introducing uh, Patty's program and uh, it, was, it, it was a light bulb moment. Uh, and I just, I felt very strongly, uh, intuitively that I needed to reach out and at least have a discussion. Oh, interesting.
0: Um, Patty, I'm going to have you kind of pop in right now and tell people, you know, about, you know, what is the Alzheimer's research, you know, project and, and what is the numeric language of music. Let's, let's kind of set that up for people, and then I'll, I'll go back to, to Jerry again. Okay. Um, As a uh, film score composer, I actually have self-taught and predominantly self-taught. I started at 21, and I was composing and producing music for films for Marty Stalford's Wild America on PBS by the time I was 30. And I looked at music differently. I understood music as uh, an advanced language because when I composed music, it was to increase the, the emotional response of the audience to the film, and I was very, very good at that. So um, I began teaching my understanding, which was a very fundamental um, order of musical tones uh, that worked uh, on the numbers one through seven, and that was the core foundation of the entire language of music, and when I started teaching that, I started um, observing uh, very Phenomenal changes in students, such as their grades were going from from uh, failing to ninety eight and a hundred percent within like a couple of weeks uh, in math and in reading, and uh, we saw a lot of other things um, that I came to the conclusion that this is you know we're talking about years of research on this that that um, the information that I was introducing was actually Beginning the changes, the cognitive acceleration from the start. Just as soon as I introduced this information, these are, are uh, mathematical sequences of musical tones, and I reached out to a lot of neuroscientists trying to explain about the numerical language of music, and I couldn't get anywhere. So I finally, I finally went to the assisted living center and and gave a, a brief uh, lecture and asked if you know I could have an opportunity to test my theory that this might be able to help. Um, Alzheimer's dementia uh, and Parkinson's disease, and I was I was able to I was um, able to take three different um, people test the program, and the first person was a woman named Ruth. She was uh, had a, a three minute retention capacity. She was in a wheelchair. She could not, um, you know, play the piano herself. And so the first time I went in and I took her left hand and I pressed each one of her fingers down on the appropriate keys and then moved her hand to the next spot and did it again. Walked around to the right-hand side, did the same program. And that was the first session. I taught her for one hour twice a week. The second session, I, in the middle of it, I said, Ruth, I said, I'm sorry. I said, I just wait a second, half have to get a chair because uh, I'm hurting my back. The following week, now we're talking less than two weeks. The following week, I started the session, and Ruth looks at me and she said to me, Patty, do you need to go get a chair so you don't hurt your back? And that was the beginning. Um, she was able to, shortly thereafter, she was able to feed herself. Her um, her improvement in in mobility was, was accelerating. And then uh, about the third week, the people in the assisted living center were telling her daughter, uh, your mom's talking to me. That social outreach reach came back. And basically I saw mentally I saw 100% return of this woman with Parkinson. I mean with um, Alzheimer's. And the Parkinson's, women with Parkinson's, uh, the same program, you know, I'm not changing what I'm doing. Uh, and I'm very focused on these numeric sequences. The woman with Parkinson's, um, you couldn't, I could not understand her speech. It was really difficult to understand her. And you know, I mean, I loved the woman. <laughs> I couldn't understand it. Uh, three months after being in this program, from one day to the next, which is really extraordinary, from one day to the next, she spoke perfectly. You would never have known she had any trouble with speech at all. Uh, her mobility improved. In fact, having when I first met her, she was leaning over the keyboard, shaking and drooling on the keyboard. Within three months' time, she had perfect coordination, her shaking had stopped, and then one day I watched her, she stood up from her bed, and she walked across the room and sat down in the wheelchair and had no mobility uh, issues at all. Uh, the third person I tested this program with had a long-term stroke disability. Um, he had a really struggle to, to um, lift himself up. Within three months, the disability disappeared. So that was uh, that was the beginning of saying, well, you know, I can't do this myself forever. You know, I need to expand my understanding. So I put the program into a manual, and it, it was tested by people with other areas of uh, real problems, such as this, uh, a 3-year-old uh, boy who was um, – actually diagnosed with childhood, a proxy of speech. This is the inability of the brain to connect with the muscles in your mouth. So it's incurable for the most part. Uh, and within three months of doing this program, he had a 70% um uh, improvement in his speech it was hard to understand uh, a little bit, but most everybody understood him and within three years he spoke perfectly so these are why i i since I saw that the manual the instructions were effective if if implemented exactly by somebody else uh, then i I came to you. I looked at Alzheimer's and I thought this has got to be uh, introduced, I couldn't get anyone to test the program further for me, so I went to people, I went to healthcare uh, uh, people in the healthcare industry through your show, and um, what we've seen from from here on, Jerry, you, you know, we'll we'll start speaking about what her results were from the exact same program that uh, that we're testing in the Alzheimer's uh, project. Yeah, I find it just fascinating, and yet everyone—I shouldn't say everyone—but light has really shown what music does to the brain, um, the engagement, you know, just bringing life back and purpose and the glint in the eye to the words to be able to sing to movement. But no one's really taken it to the level, and uh, that you have. Um, you know, with this. So I, I think it's really, really interesting. Um, Jerry, I want to go back to you and talk a little bit more, you know, you had mentioned that you just heard about the project. I want to say, said back in April. So that's, that's just a few months ago. Um, what did you do once you, once you heard about the
2: project, did you reach out to Patty and, and how did you move forward? I did. I, I, reached out to Patty directly immediately following uh, the podcast um, of that interview, uh, emailed um, Patty and I think, I think I received Patty's response it was probably less than a day later. maybe, maybe it was the following morning, um, which was really exciting. Um, that led to a, a phone conversation where the two of us were you know able to share our stories. Um, And um, by the end of that conversation, um, you know, I felt that there's nothing to lose here Um, And uh, immediately uh, moved forward um, with uh, um, bringing my dad in as uh, a participant in the research Um, And um, the results were um, phenomenal and they were immediate So
0: did your dad have a piano in his house or how did you work that?
2: No, so what I ended up doing is, and um, I'll go back a little bit. Uh, my father is a musician himself, self-taught, okay. um, as am I, um, self-taught, inspired by my dad. Uh, so you know, we are, um, you know, our life has always revolved around music. So um, it was pretty natural for him to um, kind of step into um, you know this participant role and exercise, you know, some of his skills. Uh, however, the piano um, was not his forte. I, I went out and I, I bought, um, you know, a few keyboards. I thought, well, if, you know, I, if we see positive results, I, I'm going to continue to move forward with others, um, you know, if mm-hmm. I can. So I bought the portable uh, keyboards um, and um, I kept one um, right at my dad's house. Uh, and um and that's what uh that's what we use um you know during uh during his um we call them lessons I think he coined it time time mm-hmm. for my lessons um, mm-hmm. so yeah the keyboards uh, the portable keyboards were key um you know in this situation
0: wonderful, and you can pick those up for you know i mean even under a hundred bucks i've seen them you know self worry even if you want to get a used one but um, they have pretty good sound, or you can spend a lot of money, you know, on those. Um, so I think that that's just a nice option because people think, I think sometimes right away, well, I don't, I don't have a piano. Well, you don't exactly. have to have a piano, and it doesn't have to take up a lot of room. And the program Absolutely. doesn't have to take a lot of time either. Um, so given your dad was a, a musician, was he able to pick up on on the keys and the order pretty quickly or like Patty was saying with
2: one woman, she had to, you know, physically kind of push her fingers down on the keys. My father picked up on it during, um, you know, our very first experience. Uh, He he really, um, and and I, I think part of that, you know, is a result of, you know, his connection to music. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and he's got great dexterity in, in use and function of his uh, hands, uh, so he was able to do that independently, and uh, and really um, just took off with it immediately. Wonderful. Well, that's fantastic.
0: Um, what kinds of changes have you have you seen
2: uh, and noticed in him since uh, since the start of the program? So you know. So we began uh, mid April um very, very soon after um you know my initial discussions um with Patty. Uh, I would say within that very first week, what I observed was the return of enthusiasm um mm-hmm. in in many different areas, enthusiasm uh just in life, um but I think most importantly, an enthusiasm toward um his work. And which you know has been a very very important thing to him for you know over 30 years. Pandemic, he he lost interest uh, and enthusiasm for um, first project. So he um, you know he picked up his his uh, mechanical pencils and his drawing boards and and got back to it immediately. Um, the other thing I, I uh, observed. Uh, was his ability to articulate his ideas, his thoughts, uh, his feelings, in a way that um, I hadn't heard in, in quite some time. And, you know, his self-esteem uh, began to, um, you know, reveal itself once again. And and I think the, the other really important thing that I want to emphasize is that he began to reconnect on a very deep level with with his family once again. Connection has always been important to him. And, you know, he, if you have time I'll tell a really quick story. Oh yeah, we're, we're good. He, he shared with me, um, and this I believe happened on week two. He said, you know he said, you know, Jerry, I, I had an epiphany the other day. He said you know, in in my foggy state, he calls it you know the fog. In mm-hmm. my foggy state, um, you know, I was unable to truly connect with others. He said I I wasn't I, I wasn't seeing your spirit. I wasn't seeing the spirit of um, you know the other girls, my sisters and and my grandchildren. And he said I I realized that. That seeing and connecting with the spirit of another comes through deep by contact, to look into another person's eyes and really see them. And in this fog state, as he calls it, this, this great retreat he was experiencing, he, he was no longer maintaining eye contact.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
2: and in that second week, he began to, to look others in the eye again. And immediately um, able to sense, you know, that spirit in others to, to give uh, more of himself and to see more of, of others in a real meaningful way. Um, and, and that was really a remarkable um, experience that he shared with me. I, I began getting my dad back. Oh, how sweet, you know, and
0: it, it makes so much sense, it, you know, there's this fine line between dementia and depression, and a lot of people get misdiagnosed, and yet, who wouldn't be depressed with a dementia diagnosis, That that's pretty normal, uh, we had this discussion the other day on dementia chats, you know, where I, I talk with people with dementia, and they said, you know, when you don't have purpose, you're gonna feel depressed, you're going to disconnect, you're not going to feel valued. And, you know, when you were talking about, you know, him regaining this enthusiasm for life, you know, because he accomplished something, he was still be able still able to participate, still able to, to bring joy and feel joy. And that all, all came out, you know, his uh, his ability to articulate, you know, when you're down, you don't want to talk. You don't want to bother. It's what's the what's the point of it all? And I think building that self-esteem is so critically critically important. And it's it's beautiful how he explained about just that connecting, um, you know, with the eyes and and really sensing that because I, I think that loss is so severe. And I think we've been approaching so many things on on a, on a On a level that really isn't bringing that sense of of spirit and connection and purpose and promise and hope back, you know it's it's on a molecule level, you know is what everyone has been focusing on as as far as a cure goes instead of looking at the power of the human spirit, and to me, <clears throat> that is really. A lot of 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 Patty of what you're doing here is you are reconnecting that human spirit um, back to a joyful place where they feel comfortable, they feel connected, um, they feel alive again. And um, and Patty, you know, please jump in if you disagree with any of that or or have anything to that. No, from my work. And what I'm seeing is uh, the numeric language of music program is is uh, computer code basically. You know, I'm seeing that the brain itself is a, is a highly advanced biological computer, which is not something that's uh, you know un unthought of because you know currently they're trying to to create a biological computer using DNA and other, other aspects. But uh, any computer um, needs instruction to complete a specific task. And instruction in computer understanding is, under, is, is referred to as computer uh, language uh, or code. And I, I'm, I'm on the monument. I I'm very happy for people. I mean, humanity – and the, and the human spirit and the love that I have for people is all there. But my focus is understanding the numeric language as a programming language that the, that the brain, the circuitry of the human brain is responding to by repairing itself. So we're seeing people uh, with um, Parkinson's, with uh advanced alzheimer returning i mean to the extent that you know you and, and one thing that's that's interesting <laughs> that that seems to be common is most of them never even knew they were gone they had they have no idea so that when they're back they just think they were always that way and you know i had heard your you know i watched your story when i first when i first found out about you and i thought you know my gosh You know, it doesn't matter what stage or what age. First of all, the program is not age um, restrictive; it's irrelevant. The brain seems to be repairing itself at any age and in multiple areas. And um, you know, bringing this program forward for somebody like Jerry, she's getting her dad back. And I think anybody, I said within a within a reasonable amount of time using this program, it, it has a very strong possibility of the disease retreating or just being repaired completely that is you know unheard of mm-hmm. so if i'm right if the numeric language of music is is the innate inherent language of the human brain if the human brain is actually a biological computer and we are now able to communicate you know give it direct to that brain to a, to for cognitive or or remedial acceleration, repair itself or or a lot of other things that we are witnessing you know it's a phenomenal it 's a phenomenal discovery it's 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 a huge huge leap in understanding the capacity of the brain to fix itself actually yeah, now you know one of the things you had mentioned earlier and i and I meant to ask you about this was you had talked about there's core numbers one through seven and you kind of have this equation that people go through. And yet I think when most people think of music, they think of keys and chords. And so have you gotten any, any pushback, you know, with um, not, not naming them keys and chords, you know, to to play? (laughs) I've gotten, I've gotten, uh, you know, some really adverse reactions from, from people who are highly educated in conventional music education, because they teach 12, I teach 7. But, um, you know, I have a lot of, I love, I'm, I'm I'm very well versed in both systems. And the, the mathematics of the numeric language of music are precise to the structural, the mathematical structural form of the entire language. And, um, I mean, because I'm talking at a, with an audience that uh, believe me I love you I love you very much and I, and I want you to use the program because you have a tremendous capacity of your loved ones even coming home and being able to function on on the, the normal level um, but um, the program itself uh, if you look at if you look at a, a musical score right a blank score you know because I compose music so I place notes on that particular piece of paper and that piece of paper with actually nothing on it represents seven musical tones. and that also the set, there are seven white keys, there's multiple groups of seven white keys on the piano keyboard, and they represent basically the same thing. So whatever I am putting on this score, to tell other instruments or other musicians to play, I'm always doing nothing more than manipulating those primary seven musical tones, multiple groups of the same seven musical tones. So we don't, this program does not identify a musical tone uh, individually. The way the numerics work is it's a single point on the piano keyboard, it's a point of location. The structural form of uh, primary language is every other white key for th- a group of three musical tones. So you can call it whatever you want. I, we don't. Uh, I, I completely eliminated the use of alphabetic symbols. The numbers don't re- do not represent the individual parts of the piano or the the notes themselves. It's a single point from which the structural form play every other white key and the the pattern of motion from left to right. So you have every other white key played from left to right. And then you take that and you move it to different locations on the piano keyboard. And the numeric sequence is simply referring to a single point on the piano keyboard to repeat that from. Now, what happened in doing that uh, is I altered the algorithms of the language from what conventional music education teaches, and by 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 changing the mathematical structural form that I was teaching, which is of course the pattern was based on the um, the patent is based on on a new method of conveying musical information. New means new. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. It doesn't mean uh, you know an, an altered an alternate. Um, Application of, of the other system. It's not the other system. It's a new system of conveying musical information, and by by exactly identifying a numeric language, uh, I triggered the human brain to respond. in in so many ways, and now, of course, the advancement of of the Numeric Language of Music is the further development of code. It's just with very similar situations to when the computer itself, the computers we use, they first had code, you know. I mean, Steve Jobs was, you know, they were developing all kinds of codes to see what they could get the machine to do. Well, we're at that stage now. But what is so, you know, excuse my enthusiasm about this, but what we can retrieve from, from the human brain by understanding the programming language of the human brain is limitless. We don't know where this is going to go. We're, we're starting to test it in, uh, uh, with healthcare workers are testing it. They asked me for per permission to expand their testing, so they're testing it with aphasia, severe anxiety, depression, chronic anorexia, just to name a few areas that, that they're testing it, but, but for myself, I'm – I'm really focused on developing the code because it, if, if we found a way to, for, for a human being to retrieve information, let's say these children that were failing in, in math and reading, and all of a sudden they just know how to do it, which is some of the integrals, you know, how are you, how are you doing this? She said, I don't know. I, just, I can just do it. So if we've developed a, a way to initiate the human brain to be able to retrieve information, uh, what information might already be stored in the brain that we haven't, we don't even know yet. We are already seeing that the brain can repair itself. It can reverse cognitive decline. Uh, it can reverse, uh, mobility problems. Um, it can reverse speech problems. I mean, you know, these are the things that we've already witnessed and we have documented. So, you know, where do we go from here? My, my job is to develop the code. My mm-hmm. job is to develop an American language of music because if you're looking at the massive amounts of Western music literature, there's, there's code all over the place, but you have to understand the language to the depth that I understand it because I, I'm not just the author, but i am probably used this language for years in film scores, always understanding it in mathematics. Um, where can we go from here? Uh, and And, you know, how many people are... Willing to follow my line of thinking, it would be it would be very helpful if if uh, <laughs> a lot of people who have been been you know watching my work for years would communicate. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Well, you know it's interesting in, in terms of the core numbers versus the, you know the keys um, and things that people normally use, and I kind of I kind of laugh when you're getting pushed back by that because you know, dementia for, you know, scales of evaluation, there's one to three, one to four, one to seven, and everybody thinks that theirs is is the right one. And yet all of them can can work in, in different ways. And I think we have to be open to the opportunities and, and looking at kind of changing our ideas of the theories of what can work, what is possible. And we're seeing we're seeing that door open a little bit more. Um, we're seeing it kind of slam shut in some other areas. So, you know, <laughs> just even just even this year with um, you know the Biogen you know fiasco when they rolled out their their new product and and um, and then here in Minnesota with the, the U of M um, and their all you know a, a mainstay study. Uh, there's questions about. Um, some of the, uh, the the photos that were taken and used of the brain, you know, were they replicated? you know, are they authentic or not? And so that's kind of you know those two things, I mean they're just kind of crushing you know one of the main theories around there. And I think people are, are saying, hey, there's so many different symptoms and types of dementia, you know we've got we have to have a broader scope of, of what is possible and what you're finding it, and I remember talking with you, Prior Patty, you were talking about uh, you know kids that were autistic and the changes that people were seeing um, in in that population as well, so I think it's really exciting. I mean everybody has a brain, and you know if this well, code can to. work, oh, go and ahead, we really have to go back to underto to grasping. Understanding the the physical brain as as a biological computer, I mean, we have mm-hmm. to get that far, and understanding that this is a program, a programming language, so it's code. And and you know, uh, previously, you you know, in our first real interview uh, on the Zoom. Uh, you had mentioned about well, does everybody you know have to do it exactly this way? But it's code, and and so yes, these mathematical sequences have to be implemented. They have to be introduced through the physical apparatus of the fingers to the brain exactly how they are are instructed. Because okay, I mean here's a silly example, but if Elon Musk is sending his his rocket up, up to Mars, right. And mm-hmm. the code, the language instructing that computer to get it there is wrong. You could end up in Chicago, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just being <laughs> facetious here, but that's, that's, that's actually the critical nature of this program has to be implemented exactly. And so, you know, the, the great pushback, of course, this has been forever is from conventional music educator education curriculum, which, um, you know, I, I not I don't, care what they teach
2: Mm -hmm. i think
0: it's outrageous that they think that nobody else can teach something other than what they teach because you know that's just foolishness i mean you're talking 200 years of teaching the same thing and they've never come up with 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 uh the, the with the underlying mathematics had to be changed to accomplish the phenomenal um uh, results we're seeing in Alzheimer's dementia, all these other diseases. You know, we don't know. We we are just at the, you know, we are just at the beginning of comprehending the capacity the human brain has to repair itself. We don't mm-hmm. know how far this can go. We we're, we're just now at the at the early stages of understanding that it's a programming code, the language, the innate inherent language of 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 the human brain is music, but it's math. And the mathematics have on seven, not twelve. And that is critical to accomplishing, you know, what we're what we're doing. So, you know, jump on board people. Whether you're doing it for your own self, you know, Jerry she has she loved her father. She wanted her father back. And she uh, she followed the program. One of the things that Jerry said was that even she wanted to, you know, kind of mess around with it improvisation or, you know, because she was a musician. And yet she decided, you know what, this woman knows a lot about this, so maybe I'll just do it. At least this is what she told me. is Maybe I'll just do it exactly as she said. And, uh, of course, that was mandatory. It's mandatory because it's cooked. hmm well, I want to go back to Jerry, because I want to ask, you know, how easy was this for you to do, Jerry? And do you think anybody can do this, even people that don't have a background in music? Because I think that's one of the things people go, I, you know, I don't know anything about this.
2: I I will tell you, um, without doubt, anybody can do this. It's not about understanding um, musical concept. It's about following instruction, simple mm-hmm. instruction. And that was, that's, I think, really key as well is that it is so simplistic. You know, Patty <laughs> uh, just has a, a she's, she's got a, a great way of, of really um, reinforcing the simplicity right out of the gate and then walking you through it. Laying it out for you very simply. Uh, I think it took me, you know, all of 15 minutes to to get it down and, and then you know, share it with my father, who then immediately picked up on it and um, you know and, and didn't even need my support and assistance, um, you know, for for a lot of um, you know his um, uh, playtime. And mm-hmm. so i can't mm-hmm. I can't um emphasize that enough the ease um, of this program
0: well and Patty, if I'm not mistaken, you have this in kind of a workbook form, but you also ha- have a video that shows it as well. Am I correct on that well um actually it's just a file uh, okay. it's just a, it's a brief file it's presented now when i remember when I first started and I came to you, it was because of your mom. Uh, that story was so moving, watching you with your mom, and I thought, I know that Lori LeBay would have given anything to have her whole again before she yep. before she passed away, and all of these other people, so I was compelled, you know, knowing that the program completely reversed the cognitive decline, everything was her face, basically, Ruth could have left, you know, shortly could have left the facility, but she passed away from from another uh, uh, disease, So my to come, you know, like, Lori, look, all these other people that are in the situation you are with your mom, you know, look, this could possibly, you know, really help them get their loved ones back, you know. This was like within 30 days. And uh, it's never not worked within three months, but Alzheimer's seems dementia, for whatever reason, responds, you know, cognitive decline responds rapidly. Uh, It seems like uh, some other... Other uh, issues, especially you know, like in in what you're talking about, autistic children. Some of that took three months, but but again, like what I was speaking about with the Parkinsons, the change was from one day to the next.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: where 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 the debilitating effects that they were suffering with or they were dealing with for for that for three months was still there, but then one day from the next, it was gone. And so yeah. what, what I learned was that the process of instructing the brain from the programming language to repair itself is initiated immediately. As soon as you introduce this mathematical code, it's instructing the human brain to repair itself. Now, who knows, you know, so the, the children with the reading and the math accelerated sometimes uh, within two weeks a uh, woman with this which is the inability to do math. She, two weeks later, she had 100% on, oh. on, her, on her algebra test. And w- so we're dealing with a computer programming language. It initiates the brain to begin repairing itself immediately. How long it takes to be effective uh, it, We're just in the early days of, you know, learning about that because obviously as one person, I was limited in my ability, you know, to do more than, you know, some work with some people. then I produced the manual and that really uh, expanded, but not that much because really I think people just didn't believe it. And I can Mm -hmm. understand that. I mean, come on, you know. I can understand that, you know, so we're just, we went to the Alzheimer's Research Project and that introduced it to healthcare workers like Jerry. And so we're expanding into other areas now because, and, and so we're going to have a, a, a lot of research results. So that's kind of given me more time now. You know, I'm in a supervisory and a supportive role with people like Jerry, or uh, we have a great woman up in in Denver now, and she has expanded her research. She has she's like booked eight months out, and she said that she has clients in multiple areas, and she's she's documenting and officially in her her capacity, her certification capacity, uh, and I think I've, she sent me a little note just recently. she just started it with her daughter, and Doc did send that to you, didn't i lauren i think no so. uh uh-uh. i I don't remember seeing that one but've got okay. so much, um you've got so much going on it's neat but it's so now my now my you know me for myself i i'm I'm wanting to um accelerate uh the the programming language itself mhm. Because, you know, everybody can use what we have already, and and it's going to be very effective. Uh, Autism, it's amazing what we've seen in in autism. With Asperger's, a good child that wouldn't touch anybody. Three weeks after in the program, she ran across the room and threw it up in my my arms. Uh, So ADD, ADHD, it's just all brain. Whatever's wrong with the the brain in any aspect at all is this seems to – to instruct the brain as a computer as a programming language to hear, to to repair itself well, that's that's my that's where i you know that's my investment <laughs> okay, so with all this success, you know where are you heading from here? is there anything that, anything else you can share with us and you know how do par- how do people participate and is there a cost those types of things? We have, because we're in research, we have not. And for this file, this this we we've um, given this file. There's a the Alzheimer's Research Project was a file that I first produced for for you, Lori. Basically, because of your mom, that this was a file that could be used with by anyone with a with a a loved one in the condition your mother was. But the exact same information can be used by someone. Uh, just to do it themselves, you know, if mm-hmm. they've been diagnosed, or to, or to, in you know, show your loved one how to do this, or to help them to do it, and and so that file is is easily accessed. We restricted the research to to this file and uh, one other uh, file, which which can be um, can be. Uh, uh, Reached through me through personal contact with me there there's one other file that we're researching, but because of you know intellectual property, the patent, and other things we're we're only we're only researching these two particular files of of code that that we've been so successful with so for myself uh, I now you know every there are a lot of people that are testing the project, so I don't know I'll longer do one on one but uh, I'll do consultation. But I don't do one-on-one. There's no charge for this program. But if you would like to maybe in the in the Minneapolis area, if you would like to contact Jerry, of course Jerry would charge for her time. To to if you wanted to just know that you're doing it right, uh, she I think Jerry would be more than happy to consult with you. Um, you know, and that's where we're where we're moving to—that consultation with other people, professionals that that have. Uh, uh, shown me that they know exactly what they're doing with this program, you know, then then uh it it's going to go from there. It's it's just going to spread. It's just so amazing. You know, these kids that are so distressed from from the pandemic and everything that's going on in their social lives or even problems that they're having on social media. Um the the girls um in the woman in, in Denver uh put her put her daughter in who was having you know, real outbursts of anger and behavioral, real behavioral problems. And she sent me a, a a text, a phone text, and she said that she said she just couldn't believe it. She said her daughter, you know, everything's changed. Her behavior's changed. She's enthusiastic about life and she's alive again. And all of that, that frustration and anxiety and, and anger just went away. Just wow. from playing these these sequences in just like a week. So wow. um, sometimes the results are are extraordinary rapid, and sometimes they take you know around three months time. But I've never I, you know there's always been been tremendous success <laughs> within three months time, and I'm just so thankful and privileged to, you know discover this, and I'm so thankful to you, Lori, for letting me talk about it on your show. Wow. You know, I just think it's really exciting, and you know, especially with a disease like this, you have nothing to lose. It's free. You try it, and you know, it, it's there. There's absolutely nothing to lose, uh, and people are so anxious, and they're you know they're waiting for this magic magic bullet. And you know, we've all known we have more control over our bodies than than what we think we do. And I just think it's That's fascinating, and I and I think you know the results you're seeing in, in the widespread of categories you're seeing in it too says something um, even stronger that you really do have some kind of of code with the brain that that this is triggering amongst so many different people. So you know I was thrilled when you reached out. I'm still thrilled today. I, I'm very excited for for what you're doing. And I would love to see, um, you know, more people reach out to you um, as individual families, but also as healthcare organizations. Um, how cool would this be to put in a doctor's hand and, and to, you know, tell people about or it? get, yep, get into support groups. What's the, what's the point in arguing? Yep, exactly. It, just just re, just repeat the program uh, uh, without deviation. For, for, Mm -hmm. what, three months? I I Mm -hmm. think you don't even need that long. But, you know... I don't want to argue with anybody. You can teach and do whatever you want, but these results are being accomplished by doing it the way I'm telling you to. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I do want to make sure that we give out your website, which is uh, alzheimersresearchproject.com. That's alzheimersresearchproject.com. You can also email Patty through that website as well. If you scroll down towards the bottom, there's a there's an email form uh, to fill out. And if you want to learn more about the history of the Numeric Language of Music program, you can go to uh, Patty's other website, which is pattycarlsononline.com. That's pattycarlsononline.com. Um, Patty, is there anything that, we've, that we haven't covered? And I want to um, ask Terry the same if there's anything else she wants to add. Um, the thing I would like to ask Jerry t- is to to mention about the mobility. Your pro, you know, your dad was having mobility problems, and you told me that there was a change there.
2: Yes, absolutely. You're reading my mind over there, Patty, because I'm making notes. here <laughs> saying let's not miss this really valuable piece of information. Um, so, my father, you know, in addition to um, you know, the cognitive decline, um, 30 years ago. 30 plus years ago, uh, my father began experiencing uh, some significant mobility issues. Uh, he's a retired veteran currently and um, a part of the VA um, system, um, seeks all of his um, you know, medical uh, needs through um, uh, the Veterans Hospital. So for 30 years, his specialists there. Um, have worked with him to to try to understand um, the core uh, reasons behind um, the continued mobility um, issues, Uh, and it has compromised his ability to to walk independently. Um, His uh, muscles um, uh, severely uh, atrophied, and I had talked to Patty, uh, I think it was a, a couple months into the program. And uh, and we talked specifically about you know mobility changes, and I had not observed any changes at that point um, with his mobility, and um, and consequently he had also taken a two week hiatus from the program while I was uh, on vacation, and Patty said Jerry stick with it, she said I really feel strongly that at that ninety day point you're you're going to begin to see improvements there, and and true to her word. Um, I began to observe and he experienced um, increased balance. Um, the muscle atrophy um, began uh, to be released. Um, his, uh, I mean, his balance um, has improved significantly uh, and just an overall uh, feeling of well-being. So um, that was quite remarkable uh, and uh, definitely. I think um, you know. Worth noting that you know, if you're not seeing results yet, just just hang tight. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they they'll be there. Mm-hmm.
0: Wonderful. <laughs> well, thank you, ladies, for for spending this hour with us. It's been fascinating. I hope our listeners like, click, and share this information because it is extremely important. Uh, opportunity for people to be able to, to take hold of. So enjoy your week. Again, you can go to, uh, com for more information. Uh, you can also email Patty directly from there. And if you want more of a history on the numeric language of music, go to PattyCarlsonOnline.com. Thanks everyone. We are going to hear you, from the Thank you. We're going to hear from the All's Authors, and we'll catch you on
1: Thursday. Bye now. Hello, podcast listener. If you're caring for a loved one with Alzheimer's or dementia, you'll want to check out All's Authors, the global community of authors writing about Alzheimer's and dementia from personal experience. We have the most comprehensive collection of hundreds of carefully vetted books and blogs covering all types of dementia and caring situations. Our authors' personal stories and painfully learned lessons can help you on your own journey. We also offer a fabulous podcast called Untangling Alzheimer's and Dementia, which you can find on any of your podcast platforms. Remember, you are not alone. One can sing a lonely song, but we chose to form a choir and create harmony. Find us at allsauthors.com.